you there? Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. My show, the Talk to Q Radio Show, it's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Cool. All over here. Cool. Oh, thank you for having cool. me on your show. So awesome to cool. be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. Guy, I think you don't screw. Screw is cool. cool. Oh my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. All right, and before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. Tonight, we are discussing college party life with a guest, and we'll get into the oddest wedding I've ever seen since Dennis Robbins' heyday. The call-in number to step on your soapbox tonight and join the discussion is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion or ask a question to my guest, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone while you're on hold, all right? So that way there won't be any unnecessary um, background noise. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at talk to q There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, 
then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 437 starts now. All right, I will go ahead and bring on my guest. My guest is, let's see, I believe in San Diego, California. Very beautiful city that I had the luxury of visiting back in October of 2012. She's a motivational speaker. She's an author. She first appeared on the show back in April of 2013, so it's been a while since I've caught up with her. But please welcome back Miss Sweta Patel to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Sweta, how's it going? Hey, thanks for inviting me back. Okay. You know, I didn't realize it had been so long, but I'm glad to have you back on. And uh, so, how have you been? I've been good. I've been traveling a lot. I've been doing a lot of new business ventures and speaking to college students and um, serving a lot of young entrepreneurs as well. Okay, awesome. And, um, yeah, I know you're still doing the speaking engagements that keep you busy, but aren't you focusing on some other things? What's the new venture you're you're referring to? So I'm also building a marketing software with young entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I've been seeing at these colleges and high schools is these students. I mean, they just love going out. They love partying. But they really do that in in the sense of, like, they don't know what they want to do with their life. So mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to test the market, and I invited, like, 10 students to participate in an experiment with me where I actually got them to go to the bookstore and read and learn new things and help them try to find their passion because I felt like that was their excuse for going out all the time. They just didn't know what they wanted to do with their life. So um, that's one of my newest passions is trying to help young students really find their passion and and get them going with their life. So it kind of strays them away from this uh, party street. Wow, okay, okay. You got kids to read. That's, That's saying a lot within itself. <laughs> but um I think that's great that you're you're into something a little different and um marketing's definitely important. Every radio show host, author, blog owner, I mean, you know, everyone needs to have a little more marketing knowledge, including myself. But um as far as that is concerned, how can people get more information on that? I mean, where can they find that online if they were interested in what you're doing? So right now, um, my site is globalmarketingtactics.com. It's down right now because of the storms up north and um, the servers are having some issues. But Uh it'll be back on probably in 48 hours or or so, I'm sure. But I kind of wanted to dedicate something towards young entrepreneurs and small and big businesses and marketing something I've done all my life, um, and book writing was one of my biggest passions. It still is. And so I thought, you know, if I am able to market my own self then with these books, then I'm definitely, I definitely know what I'm doing when it comes to marketing. So that was, like, one of the reasons that I wrote those books as well. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds good, and... Um... Hopefully people will check it out and see what you're doing once the server comes back up. 
And um, for those in the Northeast, I mean, I thoughts and prayers go out to you all as well, because that's a very nasty storm that people are going through there. But okay, I, I want to touch touch on one of your books this evening, um, the Watch Out Ladies: How Loose Morals Hook Up Sex and Casual Encounters Practically Ensure a Lifetime of Loneliness. Um, because I think it's important to reach kids of the college age, but you know, ladies of the college age, where there's so much peer pressure and so many reasons, even though they may not be good reasons, to do some of the wrong, to do so many wrong things. And a lot of people may not know the trouble that kind of lies out there. And you can go to college, have a good time, and still come home you know, STD-free, without a baby, and other bad things that can go on. But you really just have to kind of be prepared. And I know that your books have probably helped prepare a lot of people across this country, as well as some of the motivational speaking that you've done. But uh, just to get right into it, I mean, so social media, TV, and music encourages the party life. So how do you teach a work-and-play balance to young teens, first of all? I mean, it's really kind of like um, it's like a reward and risk sort of thing. I mean, work and play come hand in hand. It also depends on your definition of play. And the more involved they are with their work, the play is kind of, it kind of dwindles down because they're so um, into their purpose and they're so into their passion that when it comes to partying and going out all the time, it really is like, hey, you know, it's like the same place and different people or the same people, same place, and, you know, it's like the same party life anywhere we go. And they kind of just kind of phase out of it after a while. Um, so in terms of work and play balance, I would suggest that, you know, it's like work should always come first because that's what's going to put food on the table for you. That's what's right. going to help you move forward in life. And also it's going to help you build your character and, and grow you as a person where play is kind of important as well, because it's important that you have a social life. It's important that you know how to communicate with others and build relationships. And one of the ways to do that is by going out and meeting people. Okay, and I agree. There definitely has to be a balance. Um, and a lot of people usually take it too far one way or the other, where you can actually enjoy both. Um, on Twitter, Lady T chimed in and said, you teach them by being real with them and leading by example. Let them know that responsibility comes before playtime. And, yeah, you definitely have to have priorities. And I have a few people on the line, some of my show legends that I'm going to get to in just a moment and kind of get them in the mix and get their opinion as well. But, um, Sweater, alcohol plays a huge role in partying, okay? I mean, it always has, but, of course, we see it glorified a lot more with TV and social media. But how do you teach responsible drinking to teens? I mean, you know, teens are notorious for not listening. That's what makes them, you know, teenagers, you know? So how do you teach responsible drinking? Well, I've always thought that, you know, I mean, you could try to be above them and kind of be superior to them and say, hey, you know, like, no drinking and be super strict, or you can be like one of them, because when you're kind of in their mind and they can relate to you, 
then they'll be they won't want to do it as much because they're like, hey, you know, my dad's like cool like that, or like my mom is is like awesome like that, you know, like we drink, it's nothing new to me. But if you're kind of like like trying to be strict with them, then they're gonna want to drink all the time and they're gonna go like take advantage of their freedom to the fullest. So mm-hmm. I say, like, try to relate to them and try to be one of them because they kind of need that support in their life. And even though it's like the media is a big giant, magazines are huge, music is a huge industry. So it's it's like these parents are really fighting with those huge giants out there and all the noise and then all the peer pressure and friendships. And so it's really like an impossible sort of mission to conquer if you're trying to just be really strict and say no no drinking allowed at all because there's so many like there's no barrier to entry i mean people can go get their friends to get them a drink you know (laughs) right right okay so easy all right well um i mean and I guess, and, and the main thing, if you if you start with your kids at a young enough age, then it won't be maybe that big of a concern as they get older. So that's definitely important too. But uh, yeah, you have to be able to relate to kids, especially these days. You can't really talk at them; you kind of have to talk to them. Um, but okay, so we have the party scene, and where there is alcohol, there is you know. The behavior that comes with it, the lustful behavior and some of the things that come with it. But uh, a lot of times it can lead to hooking up. That's part of the college culture as well. And I want to get some opinions from some of the the show agents who are calling in. So let me go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and bring on Buck. Buck, how are you, man? Doing great. What up, what up? Glad to have Sweater back. All right. Doing great as well. Cool, but let me get your opinion before I go. Before I get back with sweat, what's your definition of hooking up? Because I think it, a lot of people have different ways of looking at it. Well, I mean, hooking up. Um, my definition is, I mean, it's just in the hooking up. You know, you meet somebody, and you know, you think you're gonna go ahead and get, you know be able to get down that first, you know, that first time. You know, you know, at least you know, and that's kind of how the college atmosphere, you know, kind of looks at things, you know, like you're hooking up, you know, you, it's different when you say, let's go out on a date. You're really not expecting, you expecting to get to know that person and yada, yada, yada. But when you say hooking up, then you're thinking, you know, you're thinking, you're thinking sex. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Let me um, ask my girl, Crystal, who's up in the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit. Crystal, how are you? I'm fine, Q. How are you? What up? I'm doing well. Glad to have Thank you back well. on. Hope you're, hope you're doing better. Um, Crystal, what's the definition of hooking up to you? Well, I, I think that Buck said it all. Um, okay. It's just sex. It's just having a good time, um, you know, just enjoying each other, and it has no rules or no... Um, Boundaries, except for just being casual. Mhm. Okay. And now, Sweater, I'll ask your definition as well, if you agree with those two. But also, 
what are the long-term effects of hooking up? I mean, if you go through the college life and you're hooking up, you know, week after week after week, I mean, what's some of the long-term effects that can have on a person? Well, I call this the tattoo effect um, because no matter how many hookups you have, how many people you go through, you're going to have basically an image of them that always kind of haunts you because when you do find the right person, you're going to not think of them as the right person because you've hooked up so many times. You know, it's it's just going to be another hookup. Like, it's just like this guy's going to play with my emotions. So you're not even going to give that person a fair chance. And that's one of, like, the bad sides of hooking up. And as hookup, the the whole definition of a hookup is, like, letting go of that control, letting go of um, just being in the driver's seat of your own mind. Because hooking up, I mean, no one really goes to a party to say, oh, I'm going to hook up with that person, you know, and it's going to be a great night. It kind of just happens because... It happens because we're not in our own mind, we're not in our own control, and lack of discipline, lack of moral compass, and it's like you kind of have to be on your feet and be responsible as a person. And that's um, what a lot of teenagers nowadays are lacking. (laughs) Okay. I mean, so, but some people hook up with intent. Uh, you have some people, you know how like some ladies think that you have to give sex in order to get love, you know, and guys would tell Absolutely. you they love you just to have sex. So, I mean, so because of that mentality, some women may experience being used for sex and kind of tossed to the wayside. So how does a woman successfully get over what you termed as being pumped and dumped by a man? Well, that's one of the things. It's like it's kind of like the whole tattoo effect. It's very, very hard to get over that because once you engage in something like that, it's kind of like it haunts you for life. And no matter how how you try to avoid it, you can drink again and get drunk and and hope it'll all those feelings will go away. But as women, you know, we do release hormones like oxytocin and the surge of dopamine and all these hormones play a huge role in the way we feel and the way we act. So um, as a woman, I'd be very careful about just, like, hooking up in general. I mean, for a guy, it's probably like, you know, hey, I can use a girl and throw her out. I can use a girl and throw her out. So he also gets into that habitual pattern of just using a girl and throwing her out as, something that's normal so Mm -hmm. that's why when he grows older he's going to want to go for the girl that's very young because he's not going to want to settle down and he's still going to want to have fun so he knows that the young girl is down for that but the older girl may not be so much (laughs) okay well i mean that makes sense that makes sense all right let me go to the 501 area code the natural state of arkansas and welcome on amy Amy, how are you? Doing all right. How are y'all doing? Doing well, Amy. And quick question for you. Uh, I mean, irresponsible partying can lead to a lot of things. 
Do you think that being, you know, irresponsible when it comes to partying can lead to STDs? I mean, do those two things go hand in hand to you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because you, 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 well, if you're hooking up with people, you don't know anything about their past. You don't know how many people they hooked up with and the people that they hooked up with that they hooked up with and, right. <laughs> and, you know, on down the line. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely do. Uh, you, when you're, yeah. Like you were saying, you know, you're not in your right frame of mind when you're out partying. So, uh, okay. yeah, STDs are definitely a given. I think so, too. That's something that people need to be wary of. And, Sweta, how, how can a teenager be part of the quote-unquote in crowd without putting themselves completely out there, you know, exposing themselves to some of these dangers? Well, I mean, it's it's pretty um, difficult to do that with so many messages and, and people coming at you and all the peer pressure, but I would say just stay on your ground and have your own standards and boundaries and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I mean, just be yourself, and no matter what, it's kind of like, hey, you know, if they don't validate you or if they don't like your own standards and boundaries or you have different ways of thinking, then maybe it's not meant to be. But you should always stick to your own boundaries. Okay, definitely that. And, Crystal, I'll go back to you. Do Do you agree with that sentiment? I mean, it's very difficult a lot of times when you have that peer pressure, you want to fit in, and, you know, you have kids college age and everything, and they want to be a part of the popular group, I'm sure, and but you don't want them to get too far out there, take risks, you know, do things that they can regret and ruin their future. I mean, what kind of concerns do you have as a mom? Well, I, you know, I'm always concerned when my uh, daughter is not with me, but um, and she's off in college. But you know, I think you know I've taught her how to be strong and how to take care of herself. And um, you know, luckily she was already born with that type of personality, so it was kind of easy <laughs> to encourage that and nice. to basically stand on her own and be the leader as opposed to being a follower. And and but having that you know self confidence within yourself and sometimes which means standing alone mm-hmm. and you would be surprised that when you stand alone a lot of times you look back and there are a lot of people following you but you don't see them because you're looking forward right. and I think that's the key for a lot of kids but they don't learn that because yeah you want to be a part many want to be a part of a crowd because they are looking for um, some sort of acceptance in life that maybe they didn't get growing up or, or you know, from family or, or from people who are close to them. So there's a need that is trying to be filled and a gap. So I try as a mother, you know, with all my kids to give them as much love and foundation as I can and um, to let them know that they don't have to search outside of themselves. And if they, you know, feel 
like they're not safe, and then they can always come back home, you know, right. spiritually, because I'll still be here. So, and as well okay. as other family members have. Okay, okay. And what I think what she said was very important about teaching kids to be a leader and not a follower. That's something my mom used to always stress to me about being a leader and not a exactly. follower. And it, it seems like an easy message, but it's not always easy to convey. Absolutely not, because being a leader involves a lot of courage and involves a lot of boldness. And people are, especially teenagers nowadays, they they want to be accepted. They want to fill that void that they have. They want people to like them. And they're afraid that, hey, you know, if I tried something, I might be rejected. And there may be fear around that rejection, so they kind of rather fit in than stand out. Yeah, yeah. And things are a lot different now than it was when I was growing up. Um, I mean, I'm 43 years old, so I went to college between 89 and 93, uh, that was, you know, way before social media. And so I never had to worry about too much of what I did winding up on video, you know, because it was easy to spot a huge camcorder back then. And I never really, I never had to worry about someone retaliating or criticizing me on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. So now that we have these new elements um, that I don't necessarily but I didn't necessarily have to deal with when I was growing up, but when you have these new elements, it's almost like instead of just having your friends at school or your friends who are present putting peer pressure on you, it's almost like the world puts peer pressure on you because someone who doesn't even know you thousands of miles away can criticize something that you did that winds up in a video or something. I mean, can you talk about that added pressure that kids have nowadays that a lot of their parents can't relate to because they never went through it? Exactly, because it's so different, I mean, with all these social networks and, like, everything that kids, like, learn every day, they they get introduced to new things. And if you're not a part of the new fad, then you're not accepted or you're just kind of old-fashioned. And when you're old-fashioned, nobody wants to talk to you. But if you're engaging in the latest fad, then... Everybody wants to talk to you. For example, um, you know, when YOLO first was super popular, like me, I I didn't know what that was. And and so, like, it's like people would kind of peer pressure you in the way that, hey, you don't know what that is. Are you living under a rock? And so nobody wants to feel like, hey, um, am I living under a rock? Like, what's wrong with me sort of thing? So right. that's why it's almost kind of like this this race of just being with the, the latest fad, of being accepted, being noticed, and standing out. Okay. And now something on Twitter that was mentioned, and I want to run it by you, uh, someone said that they think that colleges and universities should have a mandatory course on the dangers of college life to incoming students. Is that something that you're – aware of that maybe there are some schools who do that or have you ever spoken spoken to an incoming group of freshmen um, to try to give them the ins and outs of college life? 
Um, there, there has been like during orientation, they do kind of go over that, but a lot of colleges and a lot of high schools, they actually want students to go out there and party and have a good time. And one of the things that I didn't really agree with was even in the health, um, even in the health facilities at colleges, they have free condoms like right when you walk in there's like a huge basket full wow. of condoms and i kind of you know it's like they want to encourage it and so you're also fighting as a parent you're also fighting the battle of health facilities nowadays <laughs> mhm yeah i mean they're encouraging that that's not good. and i know they want to get kids to go to their school so they want to look appealing, but they look appealing for the wrong reasons a lot of times. Uh, so uh, last one, and, I, and I'll get you out on this question. What's the best way to avoid, like, some of the tragedies that occur during partying, like rape and unwanted pregnancies and things of that nature? If you're a parent or maybe an older sibling or, or mentor or something, how do you advise some of the pitfalls that can seriously change your life, you know, and through the course of what appears to be an innocent evening of party. I really think it's the environment and the also it has to do with your surroundings and your culture. Um, for example, I have family members that grew up in a really, really rough environment and culture and that kind of influenced them to be the people they are today. I mean, it's not like they're bad people or anything, but just the way that the environment around them was behaving is kind of their behaviors because of their association with the environment. So as mm -hmm. a parent, I would encourage a parent to just kind of pick an environment where it's going to challenge them and it's going to challenge them with other students who are exactly as smart as they are, even smarter, or, you know, in, in terms of, like, intelligence, ambition, drive, um, and just building that career. Because if you put a student in an environment like that, they're less likely to stray away and be influenced by other things like rape and partying and um, sex and things like that because they're so involved in their current environment and just trying to build themselves as a person. Okay. Okay. And, Buck, what do you think about this, man? I mean, you have a kid who's going to be approaching college in a few years. Um, how do you protect him um, you know, he also has to avoid some of the same pitfalls that some women has, but by the same token, you don't want him to be a predator either. So how do you get him to approach college life and women who may look easy, but, you know, maybe they're just drunk and, you know, how, how do you keep him out of trouble? I mean, in today's time, you really got to teach kids a lot of things. You know, I, I pretty much just tell them, look, you know, you can't, you know, he, you know, he's hot thinking he, you know, wants to, you know, have a girlfriend and all those things. You have to keep the kids focused on, you know, what they're going to school, what they're intended to go to school for, which is, you know, getting your studies done. And if you desire to do something else extracurricular like football or something like that, then you need to be into that as well. You know, you need books come first. 
then your extracurricular stuff then. And I said, when you do those two, the girls will come, you know. But you have to respect them, you know. You have, if, and it starts at home. You know, it's not, you got to respect the number one girl, which is your mama, you know. You got to respect her first. And you if you got to get respect for your mom, typically you're going to, you know, you're going to have respect for other women if you respect them. You know, if you don't, you talk to your mom all, you know, all, you know, cockeyed and stuff, then you're not going to treat other women right either. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got to teach them how to respect women. And it, it's not just a, a mother thing, it's a father thing too. I think it's more so and more important for the fathers to make sure they, you know, the, their sons respect women because if you don't, you know, if you don't teach them how to respect women, how are they going to treat women down the road? I think, if, you know, if they respect women, it's a reflection. It's not, you know, it's a reflection basically of the dads, not, you know, not just the moms too. So I think it's important, you know, it's important when I, you know, sit down and talk to him about these things, you know, so he, he knows and he doesn't just, you know, do whatever. You know, it starts with little things, opening the door. You know, it could be, you know, just department store door, grocery store door, whatever, car door. You know, door at home. You know, hold the door open for you know people when they come. You know, a lady or you know come through, or a couple. You know, anything. You know, it's small, it's little things like that. You know, and if you teach those things, which you know those things in today's time are falling by the wayside. Sure. I just try to instill that into him. So you know, if he starts with the little things, then it shouldn't be any problem once he gets of age, and you know he he won't run into those those problems that so many of the other ones run into. Okay, okay, and I can appreciate that, man. I'm sure a lot of people do. And and sweat, I think he makes a good point. I mean, if if guys are teaching their sons about how to respect women, you, I mean, you, you might be out of a speaking engagement here and there uh, because it wouldn't be a lot to discuss if everyone was on board. Uh, with parenting, but and, and I know I said the last question was going to be the last question, but I tend to lie a lot, so I have one more question. <laughs> uh, Great. How often do you get to speak with with guys? I, I know your focus is really college age ladies, but I mean, do you mix guys in as well? Absolutely, and you know it's funny you say that because a lot of guys are receptive to my message and actually more guys are receptive than women are because guys come to me on a daily basis and they're like, Hey, where can I find a woman like that? So it's not like they don't want someone that's a good woman in their life. They, they do want someone that's great, but they just keep seeing the same stuff of, Hey, you know, these girls are so easy. They're, they're like this. They're, kind of enforcing us to behave this way sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, actually, guys are very receptive to my message. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, but let's also be honest now, Sweater. I've seen your Instagram photos. Guys are receptive to you because you're good-looking, too. So go ahead and throw that out <laughs> there. <laughs> All right. Well, Sweater, I... <laughs> it's awesome to get you back on and uh you know maybe I can get you back on in the future to discuss one of your other books or whatever new venture that you may have going on but uh once again let everyone know where they can find you um you know your website twitter facebook or wherever instagram yeah they can they can connect with me at sweat speaks on facebook twitter instagram 
I'm on almost every social network, LinkedIn. So I will be happy to connect with anyone. And if they're going through anything, I I respond to my emails. I'm very personable. So feel free to email me at sweta at sweataspeaks.com. Okay. Email her at sweta at sweataspeaks.com. Catch her on Twitter and Instagram at sweataspeaks. She's on LinkedIn. She's all over. And she's on the Talk to Q radio show once again. Sweater, I do appreciate it. And I promise I will not wait almost two years to reach out to you again, all right? Yeah, all right. No problem. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining the show. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks for inviting me back. All right. Yeah, have a good day. Okay. That was... Excuse me, author and speaker, Sweta Patel, rejoining the show. Great to get her back on and get some of her insight on the college party life. We'll actually uh, finish up um, a few things on that particular topic before I get into another topic. So we'll take a quick break and we'll come back, talk party life, and then I have a crazy story to tell you all about. you buck was dancing on the phone that was a flashback to 1991 mc clay d give me a bottle i'm pretty sure some of you old schoolers remember that 347-202-0215 is the number on the talk to q radio show no experts just opinions and our show legends buck amy and crystal on the line i have another one holding click one when you're ready to get in and i want to get back into this, uh, finish up this discussion on the college party life. And, and Amy, I mean, I know, you know, the new semester is in year, and you have a child who's going to be approaching college soon. How old is Shaughnessy? She's 16. Yeah, so a couple of years, she's going to be there, um, or a year and a half or something like that. So as far as your concerns, I mean, there's drinking, there's drugs, there's sex, and, yeah, they're supposed to be studying, too. But there's so many things that a person, a kid can get involved in that can affect them for the rest of their life. What are you pushing on to her right now 
to get her to understand the huge responsibilities that come with being alone and off in college? Well, I have taken probably every single mistake I have made since I was 16 and been completely honest with her about them. Uh, everything from from when I lost my virginity to who I lost it to, <laughs> um, to the drinking, the drugs, the diff, all, you know, dating different guys and the losers and all that kind of stuff. I have taken every, even the the dancing, the job of dancing for fifteen years. I've taken everything and tried to teach, take those mistakes and teach her to learn from those mistakes. Like I said, I've been honest with her about each and every one of them. And I've tried to teach her that while you can enjoy something and while you can like something, to know the difference between right or wrong. You know, while she might sing a song about uh, or we might be jamming in the car to uh, Dr. Feelgood by, uh, by Molly Crew. that doesn't mean that it's okay to do drugs. She knows that it's not okay to do drugs and she has seen firsthand what that kind of stuff does to a person's life. Um, so she has seen what you know sex outside with with guys that are just worthless you know um young pregnancies there are five sophomores she's a junior but there are five sophomores alone in her high school that are pregnant right this very minute they went to the junior highs and talking to these kids because their parents are not talking to them. And I think the school, if they want to take so much responsibility upon themselves of uh, saying that, oh, stuff's right or wrong and you can't do this and you can't do that and we can't have this going on at our school and you can't wear that shirt because it has a gun on it, uh, because it's Sons of Anarchy or it's Guns and Roses, uh, then... They need to be taking on the responsibility of teaching these kids right or wrong because their parents are not doing it in school. So while they're feeding them healthy meals at school, they might as well be giving them a healthy street education, as I would call it. So I just try to, as a parent, do the best I can at teaching my kid right from wrong and and you know just um as long as she's armed that's the, the best I can do okay Amy <laughs> you sound like one of those fire brimstone preachers <laughs> I was telling my, my inner Al Sharpton okay <laughs> I, did a, I did an organ playing in the background and let me go to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, and bring on Eminem. Eminem, pass the collection plate around, brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what's up. Q World Radio World. <laughs> Amy, 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 Amy,
Yeah, and I see. <laughs> Eminem, I'll, I'll let you wrap up the topic, man. I mean, there's so many pitfalls in, in college life. And, you know, I, I, I had a good time in my college days. And I did some stupid things, but you know, I, I, I got through it. But, you know, there's some things that kids can get caught up in where they can't recover. So, I mean, how do you preach against that? Well, I mean, you know, number one, the, the goal is to have a kid that's prepared for college. That's most of the kids who have the horrible experience are kids who not prepared for college. And this is what I mean, you know. Uh, I was talking about this today with a cat. You know, it's like everybody focused so much on schoolwork and shit like that, you know, which is, yeah, of course, that's that's what it's about. But at the same time, you know, you can eyeball a kid and be like, damn, you know, he don't have any kind of, you know, not necessarily street sauce, but, you know, you could just look at a kid and, and know if they're not going to a, you know, a college that's, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, a smaller private college or something like that, but they're going to, like, pretty much a university and, and you know, anywhere, not just uh, SWAC or uh, big time, just just anywhere where it's a a, a, a a large population of, of mixtures of background, you can tell which kids gonna be more surrenderous to peer pressure. Uh, you can you can instantly tell which chicks gonna be easily naive, and uh, you know, and that the guys can you know take advantage of and stuff like that. So in addition to all the good stuff everybody done said, you know. Uh, what I like to just keep everybody cognizant of is that, you know, there's a reason why you want your kids halfway socialized and not overly babied, you know, why they coming through sure. middle school and high school. Because if you, if you protect them too fucking much, you know, you got them predators out there. I'm telling you, once they're 18, guess what? If I'm in my old line of work, man, they shit out of luck. You know what I'm saying? Because, shit, I know when them tax refunds come. I know them, them uh, uh, student loan refunds come, and shit, you know I know how I, I know how to spot them hard ups in them dorms too. So, what do we hey. get for ten dollars? <laughs> I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that. So, and bottom line is, you know, if you don't teach your kids now, they'll work for Eminem later. It's just that simple. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the top so of the radio show. <laughs> All right, let me go to this story here. There's a woman who vowed that if she didn't find love by the time she turned forty, uh, that she was going to handle things herself. Well, Yasmin Ellaby married herself at the Houston Museum of African American Culture on January third in a lavish ceremony with 10 bridesmaids in attendance, family, and other guests. Uh, for this ceremony, her minister's um, sister performed the spiritual service, as is not legal to marry yourself. But the pictures from the ceremony look normal, except for the fact that she's by herself. Uh, okay, first of all, from what I've read, this lady, you know, she has a good job and can probably afford to treat herself to something nice for her 40th birthday. But this... I mean, now, it's not the first time it's happened, but with social media and people who are stupid, um, they probably think it's the first time. But, uh, Crystal, I have to ask you about this, first of all, because um, I know, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it on your 
website or not, but I know you're in the know because, you know, you are the author of Get Crystallized. But does the woman who married herself because she couldn't find a husband have, have self-esteem issues? Is she celebrating herself? Is this like a 15 minutes of fame thing? I mean, what do you think this is all about? I um, I think it's maybe a combination, of course, of, of one, one and two. I mean, uh-huh. um, obviously she couldn't find um, or secure a relationship for whatever reason. Um, and then secondly, she decided that she wanted to have a wedding, um, which is a big deal for a lot yeah. of women. And um, I know a lot of men don't understand that. It, it goes deeper than just the guy. Okay. <laughs> the guy is is sometimes, you know, the only way you can have this, this beautiful wedding. So you got to have this guy standing next to you or girl, I guess. But yeah. um, what she, um, I guess, decided to do is actually – I was thinking of actually doing a a novel about that kind of a thing because of the women, uh, some women who really want to wear that dress. They want to have that ceremony. It's like being literally, of course, a princess or a queen for a day. Mm -hmm. And it is something that women look forward to since they are children, you know, when they are little girls playing with dolls. I mean... This is ingrained in uh, a lot of us. So not being married or having that ceremony by the time you are a certain age, like 40, which is usually the cutoff date for a lot of women. Um, you know, so she decided, you know, screw it. I'm going to have the party. I'm going to ha- I'm going to do it, even if I have to do it by myself. Now, what? obviously, whatever anyone else thought about it, did not affect her, mm-hmm. her, her, you know, her plan to do it. And I say kudos to her for doing it and um, because that's what she wanted to do. And I'm sure she got a lot of flack for it even just by opening her mouth and saying it, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. there are people who looked around the room at all this lavishness of, of what a wedding is, and we've talked about how much weddings cost. I mean, um, I'm sure they said, why in the world did you spend money on this? Well, you should just went around the world or something and traveled. But, I think uh, she actually um, travels around the world for a living. I think that is wonderful that she did it, and I applaud her. Okay. Uh, and quick I made question. it myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Please send me an invite. Quick question. Um, do you think no guy that yet. it... <laughs> Do you think that um, she could have done this with a stand-in husband? Maybe not like a real marriage, but just someone just to have another dude there? No. no. You want the stand-in, you get the stand-in for the honeymoon part. I mean, that's, you know, you buy him for that. You don't buy him for the actual wedding. No, 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 no. The wedding is all about her. It's all about her. All right. (laughs) Amy, I get another woman's perspective. What do you think about it? Crystal applause, sir. Well, I, I mean, I definitely would not 
have, you know, wanted the the stand-in uh, anybody to stand in uh, because that would have lost the sim that would have lost the symbolism of what she wanted, you know, to sh- to her wedding to to symbolize. Um, I'm certainly not in the market or in the uh, uh, place to judge anybody for who they have chosen to marry, um, especially, um, you know, even if if it's their their self. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I have to applaud her too. When you first started talking about this, you know, I kind of thought, well, you know, I mean, I've, I guess I've heard weirder things. Um, but, uh, you know, um, when you, after you, after you get over the initial shock and, and think, Hmm, okay, what's this all about? Then you think, well, you know, I mean, it, it does actually um, kind of kind of make sense. It's what you know she wanted to do. She wanted to do that girly thing of of having a wedding, and uh, she's celebrating. You know that she, I think, embraces you know being single and um, being who she is, and that she's obviously confident with with who she is and she don't necessarily need a guy after all to, you know uh-huh. to love herself or, or or anybody else for that matter. Okay. And uh Buck, I'll let you get the first man's point of view on this. Well, I mean, this is a unique unique story. I mean I think like Crystal said, it's kinda of like a mixture of the first two. But, I mean, she could be doing this for some other reasons, too. I can kind of see a little bit more maybe than somebody, you know, somebody else. But, you know, she, she might be, you know, maybe if she married herself, maybe, she, you know, if she gets all this pain, maybe she might find something. I'm getting some feedback from your line. I'm not sure where that's coming from. I'm not sure where that's coming from. Um, anyway... She may be getting, she may be, you know, doing this. Maybe she might find somebody because if she marries herself, somebody may see the story and actually try to, you know, meet her, you know, and hopefully, you know, if they meet, you know, her qualifications or her standards, she might finally find somebody. So, I mean, it may be a little bit more than just the first two. Um, and not, you know, she's got a good job and everything. It may not be anything wrong with her from a self-esteem standpoint. She just has been unlucky and hasn't found anybody. So, you know, maybe she, you know, it may be some other motives other than just self-esteem or, you know, whatever. So, but at the same time, you know, hey, if you want to marry yourself, you know, you got, you know, got enough proof about yourself to do it, do it. You know I mean, everybody make their own choices. You know, it's not up to us to, you know, criticize what somebody else does. It may not be, you know, the norm, but at the same time, everybody got their own choices and make them. And you got to live and, live and die by those. Okay. And Eminem, of course, I'm interested to hear your opinion. Oh, man. Uh, all I keep hearing in my head is, is, is what uh, Bill Cosby told Theo when Theo was, when they was in the room talking you know, and uh, Theo had all these 
excuses or whatever about his grades, and he he looked at him and he looked at him like he was really listening, and then he paused and said, "That is about the dumbest thing, man. Come on, you pay for a wedding? I'm like, shit, to marry yourself? Damn, I mean, you have a ceremony for that shit? Listen, I wonder what this chick looked like because she looks she didn't look bad. I mean." I saw a headshot of her. She looks all right. Yeah, you know I'm saying like you know, I mean, fit yourself up and you know, you know, uh, you know, practice practice on some lollipops or something. Here, you get some sucker to marry your ass. That don't make no sense. And then her kin folks actually flew in town or wherever she's from. Yeah, I was gonna what ask, how would you feel as a relative or a friend as being asked to participate? Man, I'm like, I know damn well I didn't take money. I don't even have. To come way up here for some bullshit like this, <laughs> buddy. You know how I am. <laughs> right. I like. I want my damn money back. We, everybody stand up there and say, "Okay, well, shit." I can see people looking around like, "Okay, well, you know what a groom." And to to simple minded people, you know, somebody say they marrying themselves. You kind of be thinking like, "Okay, maybe it's a guy that you know." Maybe somebody that has similar traits to the point where they might be fraternal twins or something. You know, they not fraternal twins, but they you know maybe have some resemblance or something. You know, or if you hear the term marrying themselves, it's just like okay, uh, she's into this, he's into that, or she's she's this type of professional, he's that type of professional. So, you know, kind of like they're marrying themselves, but literally, oh hell no. What kind of shit is that? Shit. I mean, <laughs> and, and then it'll be some damn credit council, some commercial talking about I'm trying to get out of debt. And you married yourself and you paid for this shit? Man, come on. You know, hell no. You know, man, women got to get back to learning game, man. You know, hell no. You feed them and fuck them and you're going to get married. You know, you just got to know how to do it. <laughs> you marry yourself. Man, I wish I wish one of my kids would talk some shit like that. Man, come on. You marry yourself? Oh hell nah. Man, Rod Walker on Facebook is going off with, with this topic. He asked uh he said, Who will she blame if the marriage doesn't work out? Uh when she meets a man, will he have to be the side piece since she's already married? <laughs> Does she change right. her Facebook status from single to married? <laughs> and what was her honeymoon like? Man, I, I look at it like this. It's her business that she wants to do it. And so even though I think it's kind of odd, I'm not really tripping on it. However, to me, it comes off as kind of sad to me. I mean, that you you can't find a guy, so you decide, Skip, and I'm going to marry myself. Uh, let me go to... The 504 area code, the Crescent City of New Orleans. Bring on Lady T. Lady T, what's happening? Hey, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. What's your take on all of this? I mean, is it is it a self-esteem issue? Is it her celebrating herself? Is it 15 minutes of fame? I mean, what do you think is going on? It's everything but her celebrating herself. Because if she's celebrating herself, then she doesn't need to make a spectacle a spectacle of herself by having this so-called wedding. I do think a lot of it has to do, I mean, in just my opinion, 15 minutes of fame because, you know, I guess she figured if Sweet Brown can make a name for herself, then she had to do something to top that. 
You know, I, I just mm-hmm. really think a lot of that has to do with the 15 minutes of fame. And also I have to question the so-called bridesmaid she had in this wedding because if they're her real friend, somebody should have said something. First of all, I, there's no way one of my friends could come to me and say they want me to be a bridesmaid in their wedding while they're marrying themselves. We're going to have an intervention. Um, something is just going to have to happen. I can't be a part of any such foolery because I think that's ridiculous. And for them to go along with that, I have to question their sanity as well. I think this lady needs help. And, and not to the point where she needs to be committed to a hospital, but she she could possibly have some real self-esteem issues going on here. I mean, and I know it's, some women feel some kind of way about not being married by the time they reach a certain age or whatever, but this clearly isn't the answer because I don't see, I don't know, I can't see her, you know, just or any man wanting to, if he knows about this situation, I was open and said, well, you know what, I think I may want to date her. I don't, I don't know any man who may want to, you know, say, well, you know what, I'm going to put her out of her misery and then I'm going to date her after seeing her go through this kind of foolishness and then it's widespread all over the Internet the way it is. I mean, does she have to get a divorce first before he can marry her, though? You know, I did think about that. I mean, I don't know, because there's so much legislation behind other types of marriages. she's not legally married, but... Yeah. I just... But um, I, I actually... I actually think it's kind of sad. Maybe she's looking at it like, hey, I'm making a statement. And she may be perfectly sane, just adventurous or eccentric. I don't know what the word is. But um, but you know what? I do think I do think there's one group that will be proud of her, and I'm just going to put this out there, the so-called feminists. They probably would be proud of her for standing up and exercising her right to marry herself and probably would applaud her and, and, and encourage other women to follow suit. So I do think it's sort of a, it falls under that feminist-type move. Yeah. I guess if enough women do it across the country, then maybe they'll send them, it'll be their way of sending a message. But um, I, I don't know. It just comes off to me, like I said, it's just a little bit sad, and I don't know if this is going to be a trend that we'll see in the future. Um, and if, if a guy marries himself and maybe he can, you know, divorce himself and she can divorce herself and they can get together, I I don't, it just, I mean, it's not the first time it's happened. All right. But it's the most recent time and it's publicized in social media and it just comes off to me. It's just weird. I don't, I don't even really care about the money that she spent or anything because, you know, she, she had, she had the money, I'm guessing, and it's no different than having a big birthday party. I mean, you're just wearing a wedding dress instead of a tiara and a mini dress, I guess. But um, just a whole ceremony to go through it and take the photos by yourself and everything. It just, <laughs> like I said, it just comes off a little different for me. So although, I, I mean, I applaud her courage. I definitely applaud her courage. That takes a lot to do that. But I just wouldn't want to be one of my loved ones to be a part of that. If I had a sister or cousin or someone like that, I, I would say, you know, no, please don't do this. You know, it's just it's, it's going to do more harm than good because the fact that we're talking about it right now, you know, I, I just think that more people will criticize and then celebrate because of the nature of, of society. But... Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, a side note, something we've discussed on the show before, Marissa, Marissa Alexander, the lady in Florida who shot at her husband for attacking her, even though she didn't shoot to kill him, she fired warning shots. She has been released from jail after three years of incarceration. So I'm glad that she's free. I don't think she should have gone to jail at all. However, there are laws on the books in Florida that say you can't fire a weapon or something like that or fire at someone. I don't know what the rules say. But um, I don't think she should have been in jail at all. But I'm glad that she didn't get the mandatory 20 years that they were trying to give her and that she's free to be with her family. And I don't know what the status is of her husband. But uh, next time she'll come out better not firing warning shots. I mean, she would have got to jail quicker had she put those three slugs in him. So he needs to uh, make sure he stays away from her. But I'm glad that she's out of prison. Tomorrow, we're discussing why some people reject love while it's right in front of them. You have someone who clearly loves them, and for yet for whatever reason, you don't want them. Despite the fact that you got love in your face. That's what Crystal says, love in your face. We'll talk about that and more on Wednesday, January 28th at 10 p.m. Eastern. On the Talk to Q Radio Show, no experts, just garage opinions. Door. We'll move to Garage Door. What was that? We'll move to Final Thoughts. And, uh, Lady T, you were the last one in. I'll start with you uh, to get your final thoughts on, I know you participated on Twitter, on the college party life or if you have anything else to say about the lady who married herself. But also, I want you to... Um, Give me something here because normally what we do at the end now, um, I ask for something in addition to the final thoughts. I want you to give me something a woman will say to piss off her man. And then your final thoughts. Okay. um, Something a woman will say to piss off her man. That can be a number of things. But, I mean, usually um, nothing or when you know if a woman says nothing is wrong with me, or if she says whatever, you know from from experiences I know that can piss off a man, or you know just just anything she know that will push his buzz. I can't really just think of any specifics at this time, but usually something like nothing's wrong with me, or fine, or whatever, leave me alone, something like that will piss off a man. So. You're being nice, but okay. Your final thoughts? <laughs> My final thoughts about the um, I really like the discussion about the college kids and the partying. And something I said on Twitter in regards to that that I really think that colleges and universities should have a mandatory course for incoming students on the dangers of you know, actually being a college student and making these kids aware. I'm I'm not saying put the fear of God in them or, or frighten them away from actually having a good time because kids are going to be kids. But, I mean, it's more to college than just going to school and, and eating on campus and even just joining sororities and friends. They really need to know the dangers that are out here. And, you know, a lot of times administrators and, and, and everybody in um, administration and management they want to mask the problems that are on college campuses because, of course, they don't want enrollment to drop, they don't want alumni to pull their money and things of that nature, but kids living hurt or killed or some other serious um, act is happening to them to the point where they're no longer in school, 
but people want to sweep these things on a rug. But and it's up mm-hmm. to parents also to let kids know what is going on because a lot of times, especially if it's a, a child's first time away from home, they want to fit in. They want to, you know, make new friends. They're excited to be away from home, but there are a lot of dangers out here. And and it's nothing wrong with partying, but party responsibly. You know, I mean, just have a good time, but make it out of there alive and unscathed. And we as adults, experienced adults, we need to let kids know what is out here and stop trying to protect them from everything. Let them know what is out here, that there are dangers, that everybody's not their friend, and and, and stop being so susceptible to trusting everyone as soon as you meet them. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Very well said. Definitely the latter on that, too, about trusting people just when you meet them. All right. Amy, I'll go with you. Something that will piss your man off and your final thoughts. Well, all I gotta do to piss my man off is begin a sentence by saying those G damn Republicans. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Oh wow. <laughs> it's <just> dark, uh, <laughs> argument. <laughs> and you, you'll see mm-hmm. smoke coming out of his ears and his head starts spinning around like Linda Blair and shit. <laughs> 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 but um, if we want to applaud any woman, we should be applauding Sweta Patel. I was tickled to death to hear her uh, back on the show tonight and hear everything that she had to say. I was really dead serious about her, even going all the way back to, like, let's say junior high school freshman, um, you know, in the spring before the summer that they get ready to go into high school, into the 10th grade, um, because, you know, these schools have have taken on the rules and regulations, one of the regulations of uh, providing kids with a healthy meal because, you know, there are some kids that the only healthy meal they get are the ones that they're uh, now getting at school. Um, so I think that these schools should take on the responsibility as well that that these all these kids have no, some of these kids have no guidance at home. They don't have parents that uh, are not embarrassed to tell their kids all the mistakes that they made, and like I have tried to do um, and um, teach their kid, you know, better and to learn from their mistakes. Uh, um, I think they ought to take on the responsibility of recognizing what. There, there, that there really is a problem, and and you know, not care. You know, is this right or wrong? Is this appropriate? Is it going to piss somebody off? Is it going to offend someone? Um, is there a relate, uh, religious undertone to you know whatever? All these millions of excuses that they have that they can't do something because it's going to offend somebody. Um, I think they need to just throw the rule book out and say, you know, this is this is what's really going on, and you know, maybe we ought to taking take it upon ourselves to uh, make sure that these kids uh, get some kind of education. Um, 
here in high school, and uh, then again when they, excuse me, when they get to college, because you know, if they're not learning in high school, they they haven't learned by the time they start in college. So some of these schools are, especially, are still really not naive, and these boys think they have no daddy at home to teach them right from wrong, and because they're working all the time and. Uh, so they're not teaching their sons to be respectful uh, to women either and, um, to, you know, just in general teaching these kids that this party life is, uh, you can have fun, but this is what's fun, this is what's right, and this is what's wrong, and this is how you got to get a balance of it all. Okay. I appreciate that, Amy, and the soapbox tonight. And Buck, I'll go to you. Um, as far as words that a woman can say to make me mad, I don't remember that. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, uh, for you, um, you give you say something that can piss off your woman. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You know, nobody likes that answer. I don't know, and you probably know what the answer is, and you're still saying you don't know. Right. Um. But um. Anyway, as far as um, the show tonight, glad to have put on again tonight. I didn't. I didn't realize either. It's been that long. But um, you know, when it comes to kids, and you know them in the college life, I mean, it really starts early at home. And it does, you know, and it's very important, you know, even, you know, if you're, you know, raising them together or raising them from, you know, from being apart, you got to make sure that you're a part of the child's life and make sure that he knows what he needs to do to respect women. Or, or if it's a daughter, you know, you got to make sure that they know what they need to do because I think it's very important to start them early. You know, once they start turning 12, 13, 14, for the for the for the boys, you got to get on them and tell them, look, this is what this is what I expect out of you. You know, you I want you you know respect the women. Don't be treating them any kind of way. Don't you know you can't be doing that because it's not going to be accepted. If you know if it's not if you do something that's disrespectful to a woman, I'm going to punish you for it. And if you instill that in them in a in an early age, I think you're you know once they do get to college. Start experiencing other things around other people. They'll know, you know, what's right from what's wrong, and know how to respect women and, and treat women in an appropriate way. You know, they're not sex objects, even though some of us think that they are. You know, you still have to respect them and and treat them in the right way. And I think a lot of times that falls short because of, you know, family issues. You know, whether you know, whether you know you, your mother, the, the mother of the child doesn't want the father in there or what have you. You can't let that stand in the way. You have to make sure that you do your due diligence and do what's what's necessary to make sure your kids come up proper, regardless of the circumstances. You know, and too many times, you know, the parenting aspect is left out, and that's where the reason why some of these kids, especially the guys, are not getting the the type of home training and you know that they need so they can respect women. So I, I think it starts at home first. Definitely. Um, so. You know, you start that. You know, you start with good, good. You know, good foundation. 
then you have good results. And that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, other than that, you know, glad to have everybody on tonight. Hope Chris is doing good. I know she's recovering from some, a few things, but glad to have her on tonight. Glad to have Amy on and everybody else. So everybody have a great night. And talk to y'all tomorrow. All right. Thank you, sir. And Crystal? Oh, sorry. Um, what to say to a guy? <laughs> yeah, I know you're thinking of all the many things you could probably say, but... I mean, I don't know. Hello when it comes to me. Usually kisses them <laughs> off. Um, oh, Crystal. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I don't. There's just so many things. Um, your dick is too small. I lied. Size does matter. <laughs> That'll do it. That will do it. But um, I enjoyed the show. Enjoyed um, Sweater. uh, And I'm glad she's still out there doing her thing, uh, trying to help the youth, you know, find self-esteem. Because, you know, we talked about, you know, um, classes or something in college, I really think that they should have those classes of self-esteem in high school as soon as girls walk in the door and and guys. Yeah, eighth grade, maybe before they get to high school. To teach them about, you know, themselves, about their bodies and their changing hormones and what that means um, to themselves, you know, emotionally and not just physically, but um, it's different for women as it is for men. And so Mm -hmm. a girl goes through a different type of um, learning than men do. And so I think they should be separated a little bit, but also coming together so they can learn um, about the differences between men and women and, um, and teach them how to navigate, you know, high school and to navigate the rest of their life and um, how to live their life and and be leaders of their life. They don't have to be leaders of anybody else except for themselves. And and that's a hard thing for kids to learn because in high school all you really want to do is be a part of a crowd and it's hard to stand alone. And... um, because people always people always want to be a part of a group, but right. the strength of being able to stand alone will prepare you for college when you are basically alone at, for a lot of kids for the first time uh, on their own out there. So there's so many lessons to be learned about aloneness and um, being independent and without necessarily being without your friends. You can still have your friends, but you have to know that, you know, you have to make choices in your life. You have to buckle down. And college is fun, and yes, and you want to experience all of that. And one of the reasons why I wanted my daughter to go to a university as opposed to, you know, just a regular college or somewhere in town, Mm -hmm. I wanted her to experience the university life, meet new people, um, and new cultures and do things and live and see the world or whatever because 
that's that's where experience comes in 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 the teaching of all of that and you don't need to be part of just one group of people or one culture or one way of thinking you need to see it all and then you can make choices you don't have any choices if you just stay with one group so that's um I think that's part of, 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 of what kids need to know. But it really starts, all that self-esteem can be broken down, um, yeah, even before high school, but especially in high school because you're running into some, some serious peer issues at that time. And it can really hurt hurt um, girls and boys. Um, that's a real crucial time. So it's, it's, it's wonderful that... Um, that's what a, is is taking that on because a lot of, quite frankly, a lot of counselors don't take on the team, and because they're they're a hard group, so I applaud her for that. But uh, very good show, and um, so this feminist is signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, great great clothes. I like that. Thank you very much, Crystal. Eminem, shut it down, mm-hmm. man. Oh man, great show, man! Uh, um, you know, I caught the tail end of uh, you know, sweater, you know, doing her thing or whatever. And that's good that she's staying active, and it's good that she's uh, you know, visit the show and hope if she'll come back. Uh, something to piss the chick off, like just mm-hmm, you know, uh, and <laughs> literally, you know, it's like now, now from a lot of guys that don't mean nothing, but see. Uh, women know. W- women know. A uh, woman can look at a guy and know it's something about a guy that's kind of, you know, I won't use the word arrogant, but a guy that thinks pretty highly of themselves. Women try to crack dudes like that. So when you know, when certain type of guys, you know, just kind of, mm-hmm, something like you know, just kind of act like they ain't paying them no attention. That that kind of piss them off sometimes, you know. But uh, but uh, you know, as far as the, you know, the peer thing and stuff, like I say, you know, uh, uh, I heard some, you know, different comments on it. Now, one, I'm scratching my head on the college class. I'm like, shit, if you if you done got to college, and you don't and you you ain't ready for it, a class ain't gonna do you no good. Cause them wolves out there, Jack. Uh, hmm. You know, they need to start uh doing this shit. And I think. Crystal, somebody said maybe like, you know, junior high or something because, you know, you get to college for it. I mean, it's just like I'm not saying it won't do any good, but most of the time it's just like it's almost like um, you, you, you're too you too late in the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, um, now for the parents out there that's listening to the show, it's like this. Everybody wants the best for their kids. Don't get me wrong. And it's not like I don't, you know, talk to my kids and stuff like that, which I really don't a lot. But, you know, a lot of stuff is just understood, you know, uh, as far as expectations. Whether you do it or not, I doubt it, but it's understood. But, you know, one of the things that I see a lot of parents who mean well but they probably don't know what they're doing is the ones that, like, totally shelter their kids. They don't let them, you know, like, they don't let them play any sports. They think they're going to get hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. If they're in some kind of little social club, if it's one kid there that's 
on welfare, they freak out because the kid said a cuss word. They take the kid out and all this shit. So when that kid get to college, you know, uh, they are green. They don't know nothing. And a lot of times, like I say, those would be the kids that go on to do great things. But there are also going to be the kids that are going to be subjected to a lot of uh, peer pressure probably in high school. Uh, and they're gonna be taken advantage of in the wrong situation. If they ever, if they're ever in a bad situation, they'll be taken advantage of, you know, on a uh, college campus. So that's just something for parents to keep in mind. Like, well, you know, you yeah, you want to make the best decisions, but at the same time, you don't want to have it so damn crazy to the point where um, it's so unrealistic that you know, the, you know, the hey, they they can't survive. You know, it's almost like. Uh, you know, uh, in modern times, you know, taking a uh, uh, a smartphone from somebody and then telling them to function is like shit. They are like they can't, you know, do anything. It's like, nah, you shouldn't get to that point. You know, it's just enhancement, but that shouldn't be the only thing you do know how to do. Right. You know? uh, so I think, uh, in addition to, you know, a lot of the points everybody made, you know, that was that was something that uh. You know, people could keep in mind because, like I say, man, these, uh, you know, these predators out there, you know, and they don't know how serious, people don't know how serious that stuff is. You know, a lot of times you look at people and you see them and stuff and you're like, damn, man, I hope that dude don't, you know, come over this way. They're going to rob his ass. You know, you just looking at that type of shit. you just looking at how he don't know nothing and, you know, he... um just basic shit you seem like you need a translator for it. you don't want your kid ever to be like that now you don't want your kid foolish but at the same time you don't want your kid so damn backwards that they don't understand shit you know so which is just as important as school because you know what good is to make straight a's all the way through school and then get to college and you know get to freaking out and you know people turn you out on drugs and all this kind of shit man because you naive not because you wanted to do it you just didn't know and that ain't never good you know Okay. No. What what was the other topic, man? The lady that married herself and they going in on her on Facebook is too funny. Oh, yeah, that that's uh <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say with that one except that uh she probably could have benefited from tomorrow night's topic big time. You know. She <laughs> need uh, <laughs> like I say, she need love in her face physically and <laughs> symbolically and everything else because, see, you know, you can't tell me this chick didn't have nobody coming to her. You know, that's bullshit. You know, all these damn, you know, feminists and stuff like that, they talk all day, they promote this stuff, man. That is that is crazy. How in the hell are you going to marry yourself? I mean, <clears throat> to my, my thing is, if you get to that point where you that damn desperate, then it's time to give somebody a chance who's been trying to holler at you because you can't tell me it's guys out there. It's guys out there that, you know, that need a place to stay. I mean, you can find something to tell you. You know, shit. You know. I don't know. Now, you, you could be like, uh, who was it? D. Ray Davis says, as long as they have 24 hours fitness centers, he'll never be homeless. Right. And say, oh, I'm glad you brought that up too about that. You know, they all, you know, you know, like, you know, every every 
everywhere you turn is somebody with these self-help stuff. Man, you know, it's time to get back to the basics. You know, like I say, if you're a girl and you keep yourself groomed, well-kempt, keep your waistline intact, you know, you're probably going to be all right when you go to campus, you know. But, you know, when you got kids severe level weight and they like, you know, fifth grade and, you know, they they can't wear nothing in, in, in the kids section and stuff like that, for a female specifically, man, that's going to be rough because, you know, the peer pressure going to be there. But, but people don't want to say nothing like that because it's like, oh, that that might hurt their feelings. But, you know, uh, I know when I was a kid, man, and growing up, you know, like the cheerleaders used to normally be the best-looking girls at school and stuff like that. Now, you know, it's totally, it's totally different. As a matter of fact, in my uh my older kids, high school, they had a dude that was a damn chili. I don't mean a Tomlin. This motherfucker was a chili. So, like, now, by getting away from the stuff that taught kids how to socialize, you know, it's all just fucked up now. So, you know, uh, and like I said, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the dope game, man, this would be a prime decade for pimping <laughs> because... The, the self-esteem out here now, it's just like my mouth waters. I can't hardly go to a store like, God damn, man. I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate that, Eminem. You got and your I, leg of lamb walking around I, like, damn. <laughs> on Facebook, uh, there's some people talking about the woman in Merida, so they asked, do you hyphenate her middle and last name? Uh, someone said, how is she going to explain that she got pregnant? <laughs> right. Who the baby said, for? Crystal, you said just add MF to your name, huh? <laughs> she, and she right. Crystal motherfucking Hickerson. <laughs> That's my new name. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, Q, man. I forgot to ask Amy no. this, man. Go ahead. Q. I just knew Amy was going to do the, her, the best thing I ever heard Amy say on the show since she been coming. Not that the other stuff she's saying good, but the best line I ever heard that's a cut down. I mean, this would be an M.M. original if I was the one that said it, but you know, I ain't going to tell no nothing. But when she made that comment that time by one of her exes or some shit, by the one hump chump, that yeah. Chump up, chump. That would be my cousin, yeah. 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 yeah, now that right there, that. that right there, man, damn, you you can't even come behind that. It's like shit, man. It's time to go. Fuck this. This is <laughs> crazy. I'm gone. Yeah, that, that would piss someone off for sure. But that but, was so uh, original, man. Damn. My my line would be uh, my line to piss a woman off is I got mine. Get your own. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Great job, everyone. All of you had love in your face, and I'm gone. Some- <laughs> Love in your face. Oh, Crystal, you started something with that one. All of y'all had some great points tonight, and I truly appreciate it. Great show. My thanks to Sweater Patel, who did another awesome job on the show. Um, can't wait to get her back on. I won't wait as long next time. My show legends for bringing it like they normally do. Callers, tweet chatters, and everyone else that participated. If you want more T2Q off the air, then ask to join my exclusive Facebook group called T2Q. Just search for T2Q on Facebook and ask for an invite because the group is private 
invitation only. And you can get a heavy dose of T2Q every day in the group. You can also email your comments um, or questions to me at talktoqnow at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. If all else fails, just Google Talk to Q or T2Q. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern, on the Talk to Q radio show. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy. The Talk to Q Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. That's what I was saying too. I think I'm just doing a lot of toes with this. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?